This episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by HorrorPack.com. Do you like movies? Do you like mystery boxes? Now for the biggest question. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Yes, I believe you do. HorrorPack.com has your fix for both. Sign up. And every month you'll get four movies on either DVD or Blu-ray. Unless you sign up for both. Well now, how much is this fantasy of horror? The DVDs are $19.99 a month. The Blu-rays are $24.99 a month. Pretty much a deal right there. Oh, and tell them Larry Greenstein sent you from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Horrorpack.com It's what everyone is dying for. <laughs> and then they, you know, they lower it, you get off, and, uh... No. <laughs> no. Sit down, shut up, and listen. See you again. Bye. So, the Smuggler's Run is going to be a ride at Disney Fall 2019. Well, they have the whole Star Wars land now. Yeah, and then the one in California is getting it. In 2020. So you actually get to go... Ride the Kessel Run? You get to go inside the Millennium Falcon and see the cockpit and everything and walk through the, the thing before you get to the ride. It's going to be like one of those things like Back to the Future where they have a DeLorean but it seats like six people. Yeah, or like 12. <laughs> it's like you have a Millennium Falcon cockpit but it seats like 12 people. Well, no. They're going to have you just be in the Millennium Falcon or something to that effect and you'll... You won't be technically in the cockpit. Like I said, they did it for Back to the Future. Yeah, I know. I was on that ride and got sick. It's the first time I've ever been motion sick. It was also oh, wasn't the ride itself. It was the motion sickness. It was the motion sickness. The ride itself was actually pretty good. I've actually watched it because I worked at Universal. They raised it up and turned it off. So they raised you up and you watched the whole video go on around you, but they didn't move the car. It was kind of wild. What, what was what was this? What was this? The uh, the ride. No, I get Back that. to the Future ride. They lifted it up because it, it raises up about five feet. Mm-hmm. And then they played the movie. And the car didn't didn't do the movements. It just sat there. Because I was working there. So they were just they called people in to just watch the movie to make sure there was no gaps oh. in the film. Okay. So. And so yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Why, oh, did, yeah. they, why did they do this? Yeah, so you they walk you walk in and you, you they put you in the car, they buckled you in. Because it won't start otherwise. And then, well, that's the safety feature. Yeah, and it... And I was like, by the way, I get motion sick on this. Oh, don't worry. It's not going to move. Ever again. You sure? Yes. No, but that's the theory. 
Hold and, on. And so they Wait, is that moving? Hold on. What? They they cut it on and yeah, immediately turned upside down and topped everybody. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and my we, bad. We just watched the film. And I was like, it I was, was like, well, you you still kind of get the sensation of movement because of it's a fucking IMAX for God's sakes, or was, and then it became the Simpsons movie. Well, the thing is, if you're doing quality control, if the car's moving around, you're not going to be able to right well, concentrate on what you're supposed to be they've doing. They've done, they do the whole thing where they the very first run of the day happens to be just the film. The second run of the day is the whole thing, and they're like, you want to go for the whole? Thing? No. I'm good, thanks. It's like, I, I can come in for free anytime. Is so. Scruffy down there? <laughs> Just in case. I didn't know Scruffy at the time. This was, this was 90. I gotta go clean up that Back to the Future right again. Yeah, and this is... Damn it, Larry. This is 1998. I didn't know Scruffy and all those guys. Maybe, so. maybe you didn't know him, but maybe he was there anyway. He might have been, yeah, yeah. Did you hear somebody down the, in the bottom of the bride going, Damn it! <laughs> no, I didn't know. Holy shit, you should have warned me and you turned this thing on. <laughs> I was napping. But, uh, so it was... Turning the controls down on this thing. It's jerking me around too much. They're all <laughs> vomiting into my... <laughs> I cannot sleep on that. Um, so it was kind of neat to watch. Tell Doc Brown get his ass down here. And then they, you know, they lower it and you get off. And, uh... <laughs> no. And you exit the ride. Ooh. <laughs> You leave the movie theater. Uh, less a little popcorn. <laughs> and, I had a shit ton of popcorn yesterday. And, uh, ew. You want some popcorn? I got a bunch of them. No, I had, I had quite a bit yesterday. I got some jalapeno popcorn over there. We went to see Bohemian Rhapsody right. yesterday. And for reasons that are still unclear, we were running late. We start off the day, we had to go... There's stuff that was stuff and things, stuff yeah. and things, stuff and things. Right. And then we're gonna go and track down a business suit for Gabriella, who's gonna be in the project we're working on, and she's playing an FBI agent. I wanted her to have something very professional looking. I got suits. But uh, what I've come to find out is that a lot of people, especially, especially women, don't actually have <coughs> that sort of stuff in their wardrobe normally. Not anymore. So I was like, you know, but okay. cops do. Well, she's not a cop. She's an actress. No, no, I'm. I'm saying for that scene or for her her part, she would have to have it because almost all cops wear pantsuits. Government agent of any kind would right. that would out be out in the field would have some sort of right. professional garb on. Right, in order to make it easier so anyway, to you know, run after said whoever. So well, we'll go find, you know, go to Goodwill or the thrift store or whatever and find something that'll make do for the one shoot. And I expected to have to go to like three or four different ones and make a whole journey out of it. Went to the first one. Was looking through the, what they had, nothing that would work. So I went to the back of the store and you know, poked through all the goodies back there. And apparently, that Goodwill had been very, very much picked over. Yeah, I mean, they had very little stuff in the way of like home appliances or electronics or. It's because they're not accepting a lot of that anymore. I know they put it all on their their auction site. Yeah. But I went through and looked at the the records they had in, in there. Someone came in and dumped off like almost a complete, a complete library of Herbie Mann albums. Holy crap! And uh, Carly Simon records. But what was weird was there was two copies of one of the, of one of the Carly Simon albums. I was thinking, oh, somebody had so many Carly Simon albums in their collection that they overbought. Maybe. <laughs> or is it just a weird coincidence? Maybe they 
that people got together and they both had Carly, the same Carly Simon album. So I was poking through that stuff and I'm going back out to the car. So I turned around to leave and Linda was still there and she had found stuff in the uh, in the actual women's section. There's like three jackets in there. Like, well, we can find something that matches that. We're good. Like five minutes later, I had what we needed was out the door. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, I guess we're not going to be going to a bunch of different places and all that time is... We still had that time. But we had nothing left to do. So we went back to the house and she took a nap and I was working on stuff. And uh, the movie started at like 6.10 and we didn't leave early enough to actually go get dinner. So I had popcorn. And you I, ordered a hot dog or something at the movie theater? We went to that NC, NGC or NCG or whatever it is. Kind of, It's kind of a... I wasn't going to call it a budget theater because it's a, it's a very nice theater. But it's there is a little no frills. Okay. When you go in... It's not like a dollar theater. Yeah, it's not like you go in and you pre-buy your tickets and, on Fandango and whatnot. You go in, you get your seats, you get your tickets, and they ask you if you want anything from the concession stand. And it's not one of those really elaborate concession stands where you can get pizza and margaritas. And, you, know, you basically walk over to that section there's a guy behind a counter with the popcorn machine and then there's a uh, what a freestyle machine on the other wall and that's like it no candy uh-uh. I mean you can probably get it but you tell the people at the front counter what you want and then they send it back to the other guy and I guess another guy gets it ready it kind of sucks but if you order popcorn they just hand you a bucket and a cup for your drink and you take it over there and get it filled up but it's cheaper than going to Phipps or AMC type theaters and it's not, the screens aren't huge, but they're big enough. I guess you call them regulation size for modern theater. All right. So I ate a lot of popcorn because I was hungry and had anything to eat. Movie was pretty good too. Yeah, I have not heard anything bad about it yet. Uh, I mean, I've had some nitpicky issues with it because I, I of course you I, do. I know, I know stuff and things. The only, the only thing that really bugged me, and it probably would never occur to anybody to just come in and see the movie, was that they chronologically, when they are working on We Will Rock You, it's like four years too late. What do you mean? Because it has them doing it in like 81, and that's like 76, 77. Oh. Maybe they're jumping to uh, Farm Aid time frame Farm Aid not Farm Aid you know the Band-Aid or whatever the hell it's called Live Aid yeah that thing no no no, no. There, there were like time jumps you know ahead but it wasn't like going back and forth no. narratively and it was it was just kind of weird and they completely left out Flash Gordon they did yes that there was a couple of things that they, they did for dramatic purposes they made it seem like when the Live Aid thing came around that the band hadn't been together for like years and the band had in reality they were on stage a month and a half before in Rio yeah they did the Rock and Rio show but that that's not in the movie either and dramatically it's better storytelling if there had been this gap in time where they had been yeah well they were and then Freddie Mercury didn't break up the band to go do a solo career no nope. They were all pretty much saying, like, you know what, we yeah, should... A little we're, burnt out. Thank we've you. We've been doing this for, like, 15 <clears throat> years. We should probably take a break and whatnot. And it was not a big break. I mean, they had an album in, in 84, and they had 
Live Aid in 85 and then another album in 86. It really wasn't really a break at all. Yeah, it wasn't much of a break. But that doesn't work. Away, move it across the way. But that doesn't really work well in the movie, you know. No, but it's not. Mercury's going off to do a solo album, and the rest of the band's like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> I was getting a little tired, and I had this thing I wanted to do too. Yeah, yeah, it'll take a break for a while. We'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> see, you in, see you in a couple of years. Five minutes later. Hey, that was a great break for me. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't work dramatically, so. No. I see where they were going. From a storytelling point of view. And I didn't hold it against the movie that they... Although, it's kind of like you really want to hold things against Brian Singer movies just because Brian Singer's turned out to be such a douche. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny, we're watching the... We've gotten into the habits of sitting through the credits because of the Marvel movies, basically. Yeah. They're so sitting through the credits and the, it's actually a relatively short credit scroll for a modern feature film. But it gets to the digital artists and CGI people. And it's this huge list of people. Yeah. Not, not Star Wars huge, but... No. But for a biopic, you know, and Linda turned to me and said, what are all, what are all those digital artists, CGI people doing? Like, uh, recreating Live Aid? It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't hold a second one just so they could make this movie. But I know. No. They didn't rebuild all that shit at Wembley Stadium. So no. And they're probably, like, removing, like, the Millennial Wheel, the Millennium Wheel over in England. Yeah, the Millennial Wheel, yeah. yeah the Millennial Wheel. God, I hate this. Just goes around and around. Salve. <laughs> All the modern structures and cars and things. Yeah, I mean, you got to change a lot of that and get rid of a lot of it. I mean, and then they did a lot of it in studio as well, so. So there's a lot of green screen. Um, yes, they did. I mean, there's definitely some in there, but probably not as much as you would think. They, they did a lot of recreations. Yeah, time. but there's plenty of green screen involved. But much, that's just how movies are nowadays. A lot of it really wasn't. Um, I mean, a lot of it looked like it was set based anyway. Yeah. Which, if you're recreating the inside of a club, no reason not to. Especially if the club burned down or something. You don't, or you don't have to. It's been gone for. 30 years. They didn't actually get to shoot in, the, in Freddie Mercury's house, though. For one reason or another, they had, they got one nearby that looked like it. Which, they do a lot in movies. No harm there, but it's like, what? The person who owned it didn't want to let them shoot in it? Because Probably it, not. Not like it was a necessarily unflattering portrayal of Freddie Mercury. No. They were really kind of delicate in approaching well, it the was more the, controversial aspects of it, his life. It was the queen biopic, not the Freddie Mercury biopic. No, it was a Freddie Mercury biopic. It ends up being that, but they they said it is the Queen biopic. It's it's more Queen focused than originally intended. Yeah. But it's it's still Freddie Mercury. Because they don't like follow Brian May home and, and introduce you to his wife. Or any of the, I mean, all the band members are there, and they have a, a voice, and they actually address it in one scene where they're having a press conference for the Hot Space album, mm-hmm. and all the people are sending all their questions directly to Freddie and, and ignoring the rest of the band. And the best is like sitting around making snarky comments to the. You know, so like if we in general, if, if not, we did a presser, they're not being necessarily rude. But. Yeah. So like if we did a presser, yeah. Except they'd be sending all the questions to you, and I'd be answering them. And then you'd be making the snarky comments. Yes. So, Christopher, we did not have to have. Well, guys, if you didn't, you're not Christopher. Yeah, and you're a dick, but that's not the point. Snarky, 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 snarky. See, this is what we do, guys. You need to learn this. 
So yeah, I give it a go see it on a scale of go see it or not go see it. It's a huge scale. Yes. Well, it's not like talent scale. You know? Yeah. Which I'm not sure if that's... I would be willing to bet he actually does have it written down somewhere. Probably, knowing talent. But it seems like there's a lot of options on his scale. Did, did you see... Like he, buy it on Blu-ray or rent it from Redbox. Yeah. Did you see he um, he got the hit up for jury duty? Yeah. And decided to just leave his address and everything I see. right there on the internet. And then we told him right about it. Yeah. No. Well, no. Hopefully he's either pulled it down or redacted it by now. Knowing him, probably neither. No, I would I would comment about it, but then it's me pointing it out to people. Well, some one of his buddies did. So, hey, you know, maybe you might want to redact that before you put it out on the interwebs. And I, I was thinking, I, I was going to go, yeah, what he said. And I was like, you know what? No. Well, speaking of funny things on the internet, or Facebook, yeah. so our friend, or you don't know him, but one of our gaming people, mm-hmm. my days of gaming with Talon and him, mm-hmm. Chad, got married uh, last year, I guess it was, and he posted something about an argument he was having with his wife. He wanted help settling it, mm-hmm. and the question was, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, yeah, this has been up a million times. Yeah. And people are responding, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not. It's it, an action film it is that happens Christmas. to take place during Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's about John McClane. It's an action the, film that happens to John take McClane place during Christmas. John McClane the true spirit of Christmas and the value of family. And yet he's still... By to, having to he, stop a bunch of... It's like Home Alone. And yet he's still basically it's the original divorced it's the original, in the second one. It's the original Home Alone. No. Yes, it's, that's exactly what it is. No. Home Alone is Die Hard 2. No, Die Hard 2 is Die Hard 2. No, how long is the sequel to Die Hard? It's the same story. Sure, whatever. A man is separated from his family, and then he has to fight off criminals in order to reunite with his family. And learn the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. Which is riding around in limos. Which is funny, because then the next Christmas... He has to do the same thing. He is separated from his family. Still... And he has to... He's still divorced from his wife, and doesn't understand the value of Christmas. And he has to defeat a bunch of criminals to reunite with his family and learn the true value of Christmas. Which he does apparently punching reporters in the nose. Yes. And then the third but, and fourth diehards have nothing to do with it. Our response was, it's the best Christmas movie since Lethal Weapon. <sighs> which is also a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. What is Riggs doing when we first meet him? Who cares? He's on a stakeout at a Christmas tree lot. They are action films and what, and what that happens, happen to take and place during over, Christmas. And what happens over the course of the movie? He he meets Murtaugh, and they have this adventure together, and they become really great friends, and Murtaugh's family accepts him in for Christmas dinner. It's a Christmas movie. All right, what's playing trains and automobiles? That's a movie with John Candy and Steve Martin. No, it's a Thanksgiving movie. Is it? Yes, because they end up going to... They end up doing basically the same thing as Lethal Weapon... Except they well, yes, with less gunplay. Yes, but John Candy, whose wife has died, Mm -hmm. ends up becoming family with Steve Martin, and they accept him into their home at Thanksgiving. So there. So it's a Thanksgiving movie. It's the only Thanksgiving movie, apparently, except for like Chicken Run or some kind of crap. No, 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 no. There's other Thanksgiving movies. I'm sure there's gotta be. Yeah. None that you've seen. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all um, Snoopy related. Oh yeah, Home for Purim. Home for Purim? It doesn't even exist. Yeah, but at the end of uh, 
for your consideration, they changed it to Helm for Thanksgiving. What? You, have you never seen For Your Consideration? The no. The Christopher Guest movie? No. The one that was after A Mighty Wind, but before the mascots one? No. I, it's, I barely saw A Mighty Wind. Yeah, they're making a movie called Home for Poro. Okay. And, you know, it's all about, you know, there's a rumor going around that it might there might be a nomination involved, and but nobody knows who's under consideration. Blah. And all the actors get swelled heads, and the whole thing collapses on itself. The studio gets involved, and they change it about three quarters of the way through from Home for Purim. They change it to Home for Thanksgiving, so it'll have more commercial appeal. Considering Purim is months ago. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think what time it is right now has any bearing on what they wrote for the movie. No. Oh, yeah. what they didn't write for the movie. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see that. Thank, it's good. Not, Thank goodness. It's not as strong as the, other, as the first three, but... All right. But I think when it gets to the end, the ending is a little more satisfying than the other movies. Okay. I'm still going to stick with This is Spinal Tap well, as a Christopher Guest film. It's actually a Rob Reiner movie. I understand that. Same basic concept for movie making, but that's basically a Rob Reiner film. Yes, I know. It's actually kind of like watching a Mel Brooks version <laughs> of a, of a uh, documentary on a rock band. Weird. You know, Rob Reiner was, he was part of a several improv groups doesn't surprise on, me before he got all weird and political and large I think he got his weird politicalness from Archie Bunker that's where he really started playing a weird political guy no I mean he was always a hippie yeah man no I mean he was always a hippie he actually played a hippie on Beverly Hillbillies mm, that's right he did didn't he mm-hmm. alright so what uh, we about? I don't know anymore I think we've probably got an episode's worth of this. Give or two. Oh, hey. We're going, like, into the next uh, bit. Oh, well, there you go. All right, so... Uh, oh, I, I got to write that down. Going into the next bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went over our time frame, so... Yeah. Now we got two files to deal with. Oh, darn. You just so find this, out where the... So this is going to be... This is going to be good from being an opening to being an episode. Probably. this damn stream of consciousness. So, uh... So, I guess next episode we'll have to apologize for the previous episode. <laughs> so, uh... So uh, this will be our old school Achieving Reality episode. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, cue, uh, cue old school music. <laughs> what bit we're doing oh it's a, a, a thing of a doodle about food and stuff um decide which Thanksgiving time for Larry's internet thing no, uh, we don't know what it is well it's not a, no yeah it's not technically a quiz but it is so time for Larry's internet quiz well I have so many bits it's gotta fit into one uh, yeah it would be fit into that one otherwise I have to make up new music no no so it's time for Larry's internet quiz this one is we get hey. to <laughs> Top ten, top ten, yay. That's later. That's not this. Internet quiz, yay. No. <laughs> it doesn't work. Too long. Uh, so. It's Larry's internet quiz. It's Larry's internet quiz, and it's decide which Thanksgiving foods are the worst. 
So you get to rank the best and worst Thanksgiving food. So it says, which is better? And it shows you a picture of turkey and a picture of stuffing. Which is better, the turkey or the stuffing? That's what they want you to know. It depends on who made the stuffing. Me. But then again, I probably made the turkey as well. Yeah, I'm saying. I think because it's is it smoked turkey. Is it just no? Baked it's just, turkey? just looks like regular baked turkey, and it's just breast. But it says turkey. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the uh, turkey. Turkey. And apparently, 52% say the turkey is better than the stuffing. So they're pretty much all like us. Like you can't compare turkey and stuffing; they go together. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not done. Which is better, turkey and potatoes, mashed potatoes? I like mashed potatoes myself. I like mashed potatoes too. All right, so we'll say mashed potatoes. Oh, 71% said mashed potatoes are better than turkey. All right. Uh, which is better, pumpkin pie or turkey? Uh, pumpkin pie. Yeah. 58% said pumpkin pie is better than turkey. Which is better? Ooh, here's a conundrum. Uh-oh. Pumpkin pie and pecan pie. Pecan pie? Is that a question or is that your answer? My answer. I like pecan pie too. 59% said pumpkin pie. <laughs> Which is better? Sweet potatoes? Sweet potato casserole? Mm-hmm. Or green bean casserole? Green bean casserole. Nope. Green bean casserole. Nope. Sweet potato casserole. 55% said sweet potato casserole. They're wrong. No, they're not. Yes. Nope. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't want Marissa dying, so sweet potato casserole is better. Oh. Green bean casserole has That doesn't mean it's cream better. Of in it. it just means it's more malicious. <laughs> all right. Her being allergic to mushrooms and all, you might not ought to serve that to her. But <laughs> for my purposes... Well, but for mine, I like... Anyways, I like sweet potato casserole better anyways. I just always have. Uh, I like the marshmallows. Well, put them on your green bean casserole. Okay, so... Which is better? Green bean casserole or... Green beans. Green bean casserole. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you on that one. 62% actually said green beans. You probably have to be careful about green beans anyway. You Why? Like the frozen packages, they sometimes have stuffed mushrooms in there too. Oh, we, if we're going to buy green beans, we just end up either buying the can or which usually doesn't have mushrooms because they have to say it does. If it yeah, does. You, just, you should read it. Make sure. Uh, well, yeah. Or uh, we just buy fresh. You know how much difficulty we have getting you to read labels? Not very much. Uh, which is better, stuffing or green bean casserole? Mm. I'm a green bean casserole person, so green bean casserole. I'm a stuffing guy, and I make my stuffing with beer. Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. No, no, it's good. Trust me. I'll make a green bean casserole with beer. No, then it's be too watery. We'll thicken it up. With what? A brew. Yeah, but that's a small kangaroo. That'd be weird. You gotta do something with them. Well, I said stuffing, and 80% of people will agree with me. So you suck. No, I'm just better. <laughs> sure. I'm more evolved. Mm-hmm. That's it. Which is better, rolls or taters? Mashed potatoes. What kind of rolls? Dinner rolls. This is King Hawaiian rolls? Or? They could probably be King's Hawaiian, but they just have a picture of dinner rolls. And the mashed potatoes. You know, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. And so do 52% of the people out there. Oh, ooh, sweet, sweet, ooh, the hell is that? Um, Sweet potatoes with, sweet potato casserole with marshmallow 
or sweet potato casserole without the marshmallow. Without? What? The hell's wrong with you? I'm not a big marshmallow fan. I don't care. It's marshmallow fluff. It's different. It's marshmallow. You can use marshmallow fluff to do that. You didn't say that. It's marshmallow. It's your decision what type of, what no, form of marshmallow not. to use. No, it's the only marshmallows. Marshmallow fluff is marshmallows. No, it's not. It's marshmallow fluff. It's no, it's not. It's marshmallow mar fluff is a sacred ingredient. You're weird. Marshmallows. Marshmallows are not marshmallow fluff. 57% of the people agree that sweet potatoes without marshmallows is better. See? Uh, how about this one? Cranberry sauce or gravy? That's hard to compare. Not to me. I hate cranberry sauce. I don't know. I like cranberry sauce. Well, I like homemade cranberry sauce. I hate canned cranberry I sauce. It's because you're, you're strange. I'm not strange. You are strange. Very traditional. Strange. No. I'm going with gravy. I like gravy too. I just 63% of people said gravy is better than cranberry have, sauce. There's just no way to compare it. It's like, do I want cranberry sauce over my mashed potatoes? No. I prefer gravy. So there you go. That was uh, that like was kind a, of it. Nice. Like a nice plate of gravy? Or like a nice <laughs> plate of cranberry sauce? Mm. I have a nice plate of gravy. So and a six, straw, <laughs> spoon, uh, spoon. <laughs> not that spoon. That's a super spoon. I don't want to have that. So sixty-three percent said. Better than Klaus. Spoon. <laughs> spoon. No, I don't want a spoon. With you, <laughs> no, no. I don't want a fork from you either. Oh. Knife. <laughs> Knife. Yeah. Uh, so sixty-three percent. Caesars. Caesars. So 63% said gravy is better, 57% said sweet potatoes without schmellos is better, 52% said p mashed potatoes is better, 80% said stuffing is better than green bean casserole, 62% said regular green beans is better than green bean casserole. That really depends on the, on the stuffing though. 55% said sweet potatoes with the, the, the thing uh, is better than green bean casserole. 59% said pumpkin pie is better than pecan pie. I, uh, I, I ignore. I, I ignore? I disagree with this one. Pecan. Yes. Not uh, pecan. Pecan. No, yeah. A pecan is what you pee into. 58% um, <laughs> say pumpkin pie is better than turkey. 51% say pumpkin, uh, pumpkin potatoes. Ew. <laughs> Pumpkin spice taters. <laughs> mashed potatoes. Here's the season. <laughs> mashed potatoes is better than turkey, 71%. You know what I haven't seen? No. Pumpkin spice pie filling. It's because it already tastes like pumpkin I know. pie. But you, with everything else they've, they've slapped that label on, you would think that that would be the obvious one because it's already there. They don't have to do anything different but put a new label on You know, if they did that, you'd never find it. Because all the weird white pumpkin women... pumpkin spice pumpkin pie filling. All the weird white women would buy the shit out of it and be gone. All pumpkin pie filling is pumpkin pie, pie spice. And 52% said stuffing is better than turkey. So apparently no. nobody likes turkey on fucking Thanksgiving. I love turkey. It's just like the comparisons are all... Well, that's the weird. comparisons they gave me. It's like saying, do you want potatoes or gravy? Both, please. Nope. Potatoes or gravy? Which do you like better? But that potatoes and gravy uh, 
it, it, it would be like saying uh, potatoes and gravy and green bean casserole. And that's not what they're doing. They're saying, yeah, they are. They're They've saying, done that a couple of times. Do you want stuffing or do you want turkey? Stuffing. Oh, both, damn it. <laughs> they go together. It's not an either or. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so apparently nobody likes turkey. Everybody loves stuffing. I'm a volunteer for the food line to pull this shit. <laughs> Everybody loves stuffing. Turkey or stuffing. And mashed potatoes. I would like some turkey and stuffing, thank you. No, turkey or stuffing. <laughs> yeah. Potatoes or green bean casserole. Well, you could do that. There's a lot of people who don't like green bean casserole. Well, can't I have a little of both? No. Jews. Jews? Jews. Jews! Well, we gotta make this racist. I don't, I don't know. You did it. No, I didn't. So, there we go. Uh, cue um, turkey music. Alright, there it was. Hope you enjoyed it. Actually, I don't really give a shit. For Chris Larry and Harvey, I'm Scruffy Sand. Fuck off, now I better go clean a turlet. What? You think that's all I do? Clean turlets? Don't forget I also run a beer house and snack bar. Bye. I cannot sleep on that. This episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast has been brought to you by, well, us, <laughs> here at Achieving Rally the Podcast. Hey there, Achieving Rally the Podcast listeners. I know you've enjoyed us for the last five years. Well, I've got news for you. We're now available on Spotify. That's right, Spotify. Log on to your Spotify account, look at the menu bar along the top, and click on the podcast. Then, search for Achieving Rally the Podcast. It's amazing. Now there's multiple ways to listen to my wackiness and Chris's snark. Achieving Reality the Podcast, now on Spotify. Go ahead, take a listen. Very traditional. Strange.